Good afternoon and welcome to Two Up Top, uh, the number one, well, one day will be number one, football podcast in the history of mankind. I am Gav Mack and I'm joined by Tom Overend. How are you, dude? I'm good. Still recovering, though, from the cup final, but I'm I'm in heart. I'm in heart. After Petr Cech's Havertz comments, I'm very happy. <laughs> OK, OK. Well, if you don't know who Tom, Over's, uh, Tom Overend is, um, he went viral yesterday. <laughs> with a bit of a meltdown after the, after the Arsenal-Chelsea FA Cup final. We're going to be talking about that. We weren't actually going to do a show today, if I'm honest, but I was on Twitter this morning having a little scroll through and I saw this I saw this uh, blonde-haired guy having a little bit of a moan about Chelsea. I was like, you know what, I'm going to have a word with him. And I sent him a message this morning at 11 o'clock and it's 4pm now and we're live. So, yeah, we are here to, to talk about the, the FA Cup. If you don't know already, his... Twitter handle is going on across the bottom of the screen right now. And he's also massive, massive blogger. And he's got a, a blog, All Things Chelsea on Twitter, uh, All Things Chelsea underscore on Twitter. So make sure you, you follow him, you follow his page, and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you didn't know, if you put two up top into Google, our name comes up first. Brilliant stuff. Anyway, so let's let, let's get into the meat of it. Let's get into the meat of it. Arsenal 2. Chelsea won. Don't make me more sad. <laughs> right. Um, we, we, what we'll do, we'll, we'll break down the game as as it went. I think that's the best way to do it, and then we'll then we'll talk about the particulars. So the first the first thing that mainly happened was the Pulisic opener, uh, where he danced through everybody and he, he he dinks it just to the to the right of of Emi Martinez, the the best goalkeeper in the history of mankind. Um, and there he is off wheeling off in celebration. But um, yeah, after five minutes, Chelsea leading 1-0, looking comfortable. Pulisic causing havoc. How were you feeling at that point? I was, well, I was nervous going into the game because we'd never beaten Arsenal before in a cup FA Cup final. Mm. Um, and I and I and I get worried when I see all the Chelsea fans bullish because we were against United, were against, you know in the league. We have mm -hmm. been against Arsenal. Twenty seventeen was still scaring me. Oh gotcha. I remember I, I I remember and then when Pulisic put the ball in the net, I thought, here we go. Normally when we go ahead we're pretty solid. I mm. mean I, I I was at the bridge when Arsenal drew two all. Um, yeah. That wasn't pretty, but I will say I, I was at that point thinking I'd be very surprised if Arsenal took home the cup now, and and that's yeah. that's me being completely honest, and 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 actually Abamian came out and completely made me look a fool, but I was <laughs> thinking that first goal put the nerves on ice, and hopefully, hopefully, and I think the Arsenal teams of years gone by would have buckled, but yeah, that was well. Why Anyway, yeah, definitely. I mean, like when when Arsenal are a goal down, it's very difficult for them to come back. A bit like Chelsea, when they go a goal ahead, it's normally okay. And I found that since Arteta's taken over, if Arsenal score, I'm mm. still concerned. If they score a second goal, well, it's party time, and they can relax and they yeah. can do what they're doing. So the fact that they went one 0 down, I was a little bit concerned. But uh, Arsenal did equalise from the spot. Um, that's a, a bit of the incident there when Aubameyang was was felled by Azpilicueta. Now, that move started on the outside of the box. Oh, no, it was a penalty for me. It was yeah. a penalty. I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm going to pen for that as well. 
I, I, I have my problems with Anthony Taylor, but that penalty decision wasn't one of them. I don't think personally that it was a red card. I mean, I've heard people mm. tell me with conviction that they were certain that that was a red card and Chelsea were lucky to escape that. I mean, I personally, that's not me. I don't know. I don't know what, what the general view on that is. I'm on the fence with it. I mean, if a red card was given, <clears throat> VAR wouldn't have overturned it. That's mm. how I that's how I see it. Because VAR, I've got my concerns with VAR. Uh, who have watched the show know that I'm not an advocate of VAR at all. I absolutely hate it, if I'm honest. But I, when I first saw it, I thought it had to be a red. He's not made any genuine attempt to get the ball. But then when you see it again, you see Rudiger is knocking around as well on a bit of cover. So for that reason, I'm not giving a pen. But it's it's, it's one each. Um, Arsenal were growing into the game at that point and mm. it wasn't looking good for Chelsea. But Pulisic was still, was still very interested in, in that. Um, Dave Dennison, who's watching the show, he says, best team won, Gav Mack. Oh, you know it. Um, but, um, but yeah, um, Pulisic was running the show. He, he was running the show, but he got injured. And when I first saw that, now I thought that Rob Holding probably caught him or something. And that's why he sort of buckled it. But when you see the replay, so I think it was like the third replay, you see his face grimacing about six, seven yards before he actually pulls a, his shot off. He was, he was still able to get a shot off, which I thought was incredible for a 21-year-old to have that level of determination to still try and get something off the end of it was brilliant. But how were you feeling when, when Pulisic went off injured? Well, actually, also before that, so just before the break as well, I was... Pulisic was good, but I did think Arsenal were the better team. And at mm. half-time, I was thinking Chelsea were lucky to not be behind. Mm. From the minute Albert Aubameyang scored the penalty, I was I was suddenly then again very nervous. I I was I was at friends actually, and my dad was going, "Oh, we will be fine." But I kind of got bad vibes after that. And mm. then Kovacic getting the yellow. I think it was shortly after. It might have been yeah. before. Um, um, what did you, what did you think of that challenge? The first yellow, yeah, you know, it, it was a yellow. It, 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 I, I, I was worried when I obviously with Anthony Taylor in charge of the game. I, I there are a number of reasons why I thought that was a poor appointment. Mm. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll break we'll break we'll break that down uh, after we uh, we go yeah. through these because there's there's a few points which I've seen from from fans of Arsenal fans of Chelsea, fans of football as a whole, in regards to that appointment, pro for it uh, and also against it. Um, Aubameyang made it 2-1 with a lovely little chip over Caballero. Now, I've got a lot of time for Caballero, but I don't think there was, there was much that he could have done about that. And at that point, Arsenal the ascendancy and then the red card happens. Now, this is the major turning point, I would say. Because I watched that in real time and I was like, well, that's got to be a yellow card. And it's only on a yellow card because he made a couple of challenges after after the initial yellow card. And for me, from an ex-referee's point of view, the tightening up process and don't give the referee a decision to make. Mm. That's what I always say if you're on a yellow card. But you watch it again from a different angle and it's, it's barely even a foul. He's being trodden on, actually. Yeah. If you you see the picture on um, the pictures going around. Yeah. I, I, mean, I can kind of sympathise with the 
don't give the ref a decision to make. Hmm. And, and I, I actually endorse that quite a bit when there's no VAR and when it's not elite level referees. I mm-hmm. completely agree. But Anthony Taylor has supposedly been selected because the FA consider him the best referee in England, or at least one of the best referees in England. And he's got a FIFA badge. He's got a FIFA badge. He's done Europe. He's done. I don't know if he's done World Cups, but he's but he's done international, yeah, big international, he's done international fixtures, yeah, but not a, not a major tournament as yet. And also, VAR. I, I, I and I understand that VAR is more for straight red offences. I don't know. Yeah, if it's so that, yeah, they won't be able to. They won't be able to come in on that um, unless it was uh, unless it was you know like the, like falsified information sort of thing a bit like remember when well, it's yeah. always awesome Chelsea in it when when Gibbs handballed it and it was Ox uh, it was Ox handballed it and Gibbs got sent off so VAR would be able to come into something like that but because he and had a car of and that's yeah. what they did didn't they because yeah. I think he gave the yellow to I think it was Mount um, initially I think again though if Vars there for red card incidents I understand it's two yellows, but it's still a red card incident that is going to change the game. That's yes, the but because it. it was a second yellow, mm-hmm. a second yellow isn't a straight red. So if it was a straight red offence, if it was a straight red offence that they were looking at, then VAR will be able to come back in yeah. on that, and it's either red card or no card. They can't even downgrade it to a yellow card, which. Why One not? of many reasons why I hate VAR, honestly, I think is an absolute sham. Um, VAR yeah. did have a semi-look at something which did happen. Oh, this this annoyed me as well. The Martinez, so if, you, if you're listening to the show, um, you can't see the imagery. That is uh, Martinez. Um, is it handball? Is it not handball? He's got it on the line. There's, there's, a, there's a slow-mo of that as well. where cause There's a few images knocking around of that. Where he's about half an hour outside the box, and I was like, mm. but yeah, it's uh, I think a bit of Photoshop got involved in that. <laughs> but I will ask though, again, why wasn't that at least shown on the on the replays at the time, so that people can realise, okay, it was legal? Because mm. I understand that that obviously it might have been the right call. I, I'm not, I don't know. I've seen pictures where it appears to be out, pictures where it appears to be in. Again, that's fine. And I understand that VAR can't really intervene on that because it's not a red card offence. No, it's because not- if he handles the ball outside mm. the box, unless he's denied an obvious goal-scoring opportunity, it would only be a free kick in a yellow card. Free kick in the yellow. So therefore, so therefore, VAR can't come in on that because it's not a straight red, unless they did yeah. uh, One of another reason, it's just, oh, I can't stand VAR, Tom, mate. Honestly, I can't. But that's one of the things, though. VAR can easily get right. For instance, offsides, I understand there's that load of rubbish about is his toenail off. But on the whole, VAR for offsides is fine. I, mm. I, I would change the rule, but but I'm fine with, with VAR being used for offsides um, and, and other things, you know, mistaken identity, things like that. But yeah. when there are things that it can very easily be used for to rectify decisions or at least confirm decisions, why isn't it being used? And, and Emmy Martinez, you know, I like him. He's a very good goalkeeper. There's talk of him going to Chelsea, isn't there? Oh, I would take that. I, I, I think you need that. I think you need anyone that. over R2. Anyone <laughs> over R2. I, I can't. 
there's but, um, a situation at the end as well where Pedro he had his arm dislocated. Well, his shoulder dislocated. Now, um, there's a lot of uh, nibbles around from Chelsea fans thinking that that should have been a penalty. Free kick, not penalty for me. Yeah, that started outside the box as well. That's another one that started outside the box, and he ended up finding himself in the box. Um, but yeah, that's um, yeah, that's 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 the game as a as a as a, as a brief overview. But we yeah we need we need to talk about some other bits and bobs that that happen in the game. And uh, as I said, if you don't know, um, Tom Tom's massively viral now. He's on everything. He's on Sport Bible. He's on Amazon Sport. Uh, well, well, there's been, there's, been, there's been a few more, isn't there? Give me sport. I think yeah, it's on Give Me Sport. Because oh, I, should, I, should, I should have got the video. I should have got the video and fed it in. But yeah. <laughs> Put it in at any point if you edit. Yeah, it's um, it's actually been, I've actually retweeted it as well. And um, it's it's all over. Well, just just put in Chelsea meltdown and, and Tom's face turns up. But I understand, I understand your frustrations and I, I'd be livid as well. But you're not, yeah, you're really not happy with the appointment of Anthony Taylor. No. I'll t- again, FA Cup final is supposed to be the pinnacle of a ref's career. It's a tradition, it's an unnamed tradition. You do one in your career and mm. that's like your big day. And I can understand why the FA went, okay, it's behind closed doors. It would be a bit of a sham to give a new ref this cup final with it behind closed doors and no friends or family to go. I, I, you know what? I completely sympathize with that because if it were me at the top of my career, I wouldn't want that either. Same. What I can't understand. And I don't know. I've not heard any justification for this at all. Why would they select Anthony Taylor who Mm. ref this very same fixture three years ago Mm -hmm. between the same two teams and sent a Chelsea player off mm. somewhat controversially, I would say. Yeah. And was was criticised for his handling of that game, even though, again, Arsenal probably deserved to win it. He was, again, the subject to that game. You know, giving a red card in the FA Cup final is a big thing. There's been, yes. I think, players who have been sent off in a cup final. Um mm-hmm. I could have a go at naming them all, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. That'll be, that'll be a bit of trivia for a two up top uh, quiz show that we'll probably do in the next couple of weeks. So uh, make sure you think Ooh, about that. <laughs> a good trivia, a good piece of trivia I did find. Anthony Taylor has sent off. So a third of the red cards in FA Cup final history have been from Anthony Taylor on Chelsea players. <laughs> Jesus. Now, I, um, I I go with you on the reasoning why not to appoint a referee who, well, well, historically, that's how it is. A referee who has never refereed the FA Cup final, you know, they will do it once in their career. And it is the pinnacle of their career. I mean, when I was refereeing, my aim was to go do an FA Cup final and hopefully get a FIFA badge one day. You know, um, it never did happen. You know, I quit at semi-pro, but, you know, that's what happens. But, there are a number of referees in the top flight exactly. who have done the FA Cup final before exactly. that could have done this game. Exactly. And the fact there was there was more controversy on the previous time as well, the 2017 mm-hmm. one, not just the red card, which it, the, the two yellows for, for Victor Moses, 
they, they are mm. legitimate, but it was still a red card in a high-profile game. I always find difficult for second yellows. Personally, if I were a ref, I'd think long and hard before giving a yellow for simulation, before giving a second yellow for simulation. On that yellow last, card. I think he did get it right. Yeah. But if you didn't get it right, the amount of abuse you would get. Oh, yeah, you, you're screwed. Yeah, I mean, the assessor will, will, will come down on you as well. Yeah. Um, but um, it was the first goal in the 2017 final, which I still don't understand how that goal was given because Ramsey is making a genuine attempt to go towards the ball from an offside position. He puts his arms up, is a yard and a half away from the ball and Sanchez, who was onside, Sanchez, who's then put it home. The flag goes up by Gary Bezic, and I think it's the correct decision. It should be offside. Next thing you know, a bit of chit-chat, Anthony Taylor gives the goal. So there's controversy behind that game. So to yeah. have Arsenal versus Chelsea again, three years and later, and it's the same referee, I think is a bad, bad decision. And I, I, I would be, I'd be livid about it I wasn't I wasn't overly happy with the idea of him it could have been our best referee in the country right now in Michael Oliver you think you know I go Mark Atkinson myself or Mark Atkinson both from up north as well both have no ties to to London or London clubs I'm not saying that uh that other referees uh, support other clubs and things like that but you know there's no direct tie so that could have been that could have been easily rectified there. So, yeah, I'm not very happy with that. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I do think, on the whole, Arsenal did deserve to win yesterday. Um, I was very quiet for the first 20 minutes. I was in the living room. My missus, um, a couple of my mates were all in the in the living room. Um, and I was sat there in my, in my bruised banana before the game, nice and chill. I was like, right, I'm going to have a fag before the game. I cracked a beer. I sat down. I was like, right, come on, game time. And I just saw Pulisic just just dancing about. And I was thinking, mate, this is bad. This is going to be very bad. And then, yeah, as I said, once Arsenal grew into the game, my confidence also grew into the game. I think the whole street heard me after the final whistle. And um, the only person that really messed up yesterday was, was Aubameyang really um by uh <laughs> yeah he might have scored a brace but you know just lift the trophy not the not the base come on mate he's not used to lifting trophies <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I, my view on the game in that i did think based off of the 72 minutes that were before the red arsenal deserved the win yeah but what what happened with the red that prevented chelsea from having 25 minutes give or take to respond and try and get an equaliser with 11 mm. men that's much easier than with 10 men and, yeah. and at the emirates chelsea played arsenal were a goal down scored two in the last 15 or 10 or 15 yeah, yeah last 10 minutes yeah that that angered me that's probably the, the most angry i've been at arsenal this season yeah because arsenal were brilliant that day as well oh my god yeah and i'm not and i'm not going to say that you know based off of how we were playing we were going to equalize but Frank could have made a genius sub or something, or we could have brought on somebody and, and something would have worked. And we could have got an equaliser extra time or whatever. But the red, I, I, I'd i say, just 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 ruined that chance, you know? So that's mm. why I said in the video, they've not robbed us the FA Cup because I think Arsenal, based off 72 minutes, better team. I have no yeah. quite saying that. 
But I think it was a 72-minute match in some ways. That's yeah, the way yeah, yeah. I see it, if you know no, what I mean. Um, no, no, I have levels of agreement with you there. I'll just look at, I'll look at Chelsea. Chelsea didn't have a shot on target in the second half. Yeah, yeah, and you can't win games without a shot on target. Well, you can, like Oggies or something like that. But, but like, it's uh, you know the chances are slimmer, aren't they? But like, if you're, you're not able to get a shot on target, then you can't, you can't mm. do anything with it. Um, Kante was on the bench. Yeah. What's his fitness? What's his fitness level saying? Because I felt that that game from the, even even when Chelsea were were doing what they were doing in the first fifteen twenty. That was a game that I felt Kante needed to be in. Yeah, I think he was half fit and managers mm. in the past would have played him. I think Conte would have probably played him. Mm. Sarri possibly not, but but uh, you know, managers in the past would have would have would have slung him in. I think he's had recurring hamstring problems and Lampard probably thought we've got top four. Mm. We we have Bayern. I don't know what he's gonna do with that game at all from three nil down. Yeah. And I thought was for the first time looking at the long term rather than the short term mm-hmm. and whether that's a blessing in disguise i mean i've said before on my twitter that i think kante is a one game a week player yeah I don't think he can cope with that with more than one he's he, he has hamstring problems he has he's had recurring injuries that i think mean it's too much for him to play twice a week all season mm-hmm. you know seasons were leicester no europe chelsea no europe then he he had to play Europe and he's had injury problems. Yeah, uh, and that's been that that that's been a recurring problem for him for a while. So I can only assume Lampard thought put him on the bench to show he's all right, but not play him unless we desperately need him. Even though I I don't know. I mean, it's a very weird one. I have to yeah. say, um, with the buying game. In mind, you know, you are three 0 down. How do you how do you think Chelsea should approach this game? It's, it's such a weird one because we've got so many players out now. Um, I think we've we've got to varying degrees problems with with about seven or eight players. Mm-hmm. Some are saying take the youth team, although I don't want that because it'll no. be a bloodbath. It'll be a bloodbath. I would just play like a really attacking shape, try and get a couple. It's not going to happen, but but if put one in, they might get a bit scared. You might get a half chance, put another in. You never know. Um, and the fact that Bayern haven't played any football for a month and a half will help us, definitely. Because mm. be like a friendly for them. Well, I mean, because they'll be expecting to go to Lisbon. Um, obviously, we, we're not. I'm, yeah. you know... I mean, if that's an advantage, it's a slim advantage with the injuries we have. But maybe I, 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 it's impossible to call. It, I mean, I don't know if he'll use it. I mean, I would have said maybe he uses it as a testimonial for Pedro, who's leaving, and Willian possibly as well. Well, Pedro is Pedro screwed now, isn't he? With his, uh, <laughs> with his. I mean, the, Roma, the team I feel sorry for is Roma. Yeah, they 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 agreed a deal for him about a month ago and then Pedro agreed to stay till the end of the season. What didn't really want to, but agreed to do it. Yeah. Now so, one, of our, one of my pals is, is very, very heavily involved in two up top. Stephen Cotton now is a, uh, he's, he's, he's a Man United fan, but he follows a lot of Roma. You know, that's his, that's his like second Roma. team if you want to call it, if you want to call it. I don't understand what Roma do and why they're doing it this way. They just love buying washed up old players, you know, because Pedro yeah. is one at all. 
He's won everything. But what's he, 31, 32? He's dangerous still, though. I mean, mm. it, I remember Ribery going to Fiorentina was another weird one. Yeah, yeah. Roma. And, you know, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of old players that are just turning up in Italy. I, don't, I find it, I I find it quite funny. The Roma side that got to the semi-finals of Champions League when it was like Allison, Nangaland, Strootman, Jacko. Mm. That was a that that was a really lovely team. That probably and the it, best team they've had in about twenty years, isn't it? And it just got dismantled, really. And 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 then it wasn't the same the year after. And then this year they've, I think they've got Europa League. They they've really mm-hmm. struggled. I mean, I think they're keeping with. Um, I think it's Francesca. I think yeah. they're keeping with him, but it's, it's it's a weird one. It's a very weird one. Um, yeah. It could it could be a top signing for them because the guy's not the guy's still dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I didn't want him to stay because I think Chelsea do need a new generation to come through. Like Hudson yeah. Adorno, I want him playing more. I love but, Hudson Adorno, man. Love but him. the problem was Lampard bringing on Pedro instead of Hudson Adorno. Yeah, because he was ready to come on, wasn't he? Because like, I wanted to, I wanted to get an idea of your thoughts of Lampard's season. And just certain decisions that that have been made this year. How 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 have you viewed Chelsea in the nineteen twenty season? Lots of lots of great things, but lots of improvement for Frank as well. Mm. Like Frank's flexibility's been good, but at times it's been too much. Like he's he's changed for the sake of changing. I think to get top four was it was a little bit of a miracle. I think mm. I I applaud him for that. I think he's creating great things. He's given the youth a chance, which I love. Um, but but he but he's made mistakes. You know, at Sheffield United, he he messed up. He messed up big time. I think he some some claim he, he didn't get things right yesterday. I I can see why he matched the three at the back. Um, yeah. I, I I would have done. It was a team I wanted more or less. So I'm not. I can't exactly go and say. He should have done it better. I'll, I'll, I'll give him a seven out of ten, and I know yeah. lots of people give him a lot more than that. But I think he's still. Well, some some people are going less than that. Um, okay. You know, yeah. there's always someone on, on Facebook or Twitter who just likes to have a moan and, and wind people up. Um, this one that I saw earlier on today, impressive season for Frank Lampard. Took Chelsea from third to fourth. Got six points fewer than Sari, conceded as many league goals as Brighton, and lost to eighth place Arsenal in the FA Cup. I mean, when you when you see things like that, more I think the only thing that he could take legitimately out of this bit is the conceded as many goals as Brighton part. Because what Sarri- have they got to do to tighten that up a little bit? Because yeah, Sari had a lovely defence. I think we we conceded the third least in the league. Mm. And I think of the 32 or 34 we conceded, 10 were in the space of a week when we lost yeah. 4 to, uh, to Bournemouth and 6-0 to City. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it was, it was really, really impressive. I think, personally, he's got it wrong because he's had so many different combinations at the back. There's been mm-hmm. no consistency. He's gone three at the back sometimes, he's gone four at the back sometimes. As Pili Quetta's going to turn up at left back and at right back, Tamora has been in and out. <laughs> You know, so what if you're if you're looking at, you know, well, Chelsea got money again. They've gone out, they bought Zayech. Looks like Havertz deal is going to be done. Uh, they've got Timo Werner. I think your work is required at the back. You've got money. What 
do you play a back three or a back four? four. And if so, uh, who do you bring in? Who makes or who do you who, who makes your back four? So I want a four just because I think Lampard is a lot more comfortable with it. I think he plays it better. He's not a back three coach like a Gasparini or a Conte. Mm. Uh, he's not the sort of coach that that, that that knows how back three works in that yeah. way. Um, in a similar way, actually, I'd say Emery or an Arteta doesn't. They they, they can play it, but it's not their their style of choice. Mm. Um, I, I I'd look at four three three. I and and I was and I can't believe I'm saying this because I was really skeptical at first. Declan Rice. He's, he's really? He loves the club. Would you, would you bring him in and play him in the Cent- back four? Centre-back. Who alongside? Zuma, maybe. Um, possibly bring in somebody else. Uh, Tamore, possibly as well. Both great players. I think Declan Rice is the first signing we've made in ages who'd come in and be leadership material from day one. Mm. And that's that is what we need more than anything. We haven't got do a leader. That you're miss- I was going to say, do you feel like you're missing leaders at the moment? Yes. I mean, Jorginho, I love the guy. I, I'm not. I, I love. Leaders. I love Jorginho. I I had a lot. I didn't really enjoy him at all because I was, felt that Jorginho was just such a sideways man. Get the ball, pass it backwards. But now we're realizing, we're seeing more about what Jorginho actually does, and a little bit like with Liverpool when Henderson's missing. When Jorginho is missing from the Chelsea side, they miss him. What I would say, though, is I agree. I, I think he's he's a great footballer. He's an amazing. He, I call him the conductor in the orchestra. I think that's yeah. what he wants to call him. Metronome. The problem is when now Lampard doesn't want to play his style, Jorginho looks short. Because mm. Jorginho is a, is a classical music man. He's a slow burner. He's, he, he, he builds up the play slowly but, but but smartly lampard mm. wants to do the clop and go rock music really quick bang he wants to play kante and then two attacking midfielders more or less was, yeah was yeah, yeah. like he's wanted I, I it's not the style i would want but that's what it looks like he wants to do Jorginho doesn't fit that at all because he's not got the defensive ability to basically be on his own in front of a back four shielding from moves it's not Jorginho mm-hmm. and I, I, I worry that, that even though he's vice captain, his days are numbered at Chelsea. So Declan Rice can also step in there if needs be. You know, if Kante gets injured, you've got Rice who can play in centre mid, uh, centre defensive mid. Uh, it's a funny one because if someone had said to me two months ago, you're going to endorse Declan Rice coming to Chelsea, I'd have laughed at you and said, no way. He's, he's young. He is a young leader. Now, I don't think West Ham would be very comfortable with letting someone leave the club of such high stature already as a youngster to another London rival as well. So I think that might be a little bit out of the way, but it could work because at the end of the day, Chelsea have cash and an agent will start chirping and next thing you know, it's what happens. Defenders-wise, I don't think there's many defenders in world football out there that are really good. There's another as one. In, well, as in world, world-class. We know that Van Dijk is world-class, so if anyone's watching and anyone wants to have a moan, I'm not saying that that, that is not world-class. We look at uh, uh, Sergio Ramos, he's older now, but there's no real world-class, top, top-end 
defenders out there and about out and about in a moment. So you, it's looking at who's on the next who's on the next tier, and you've been linked with uh, John Stones. I think is below the standard of what Chelsea need. No. I think I think you really need to start looking at Bundesliga players. Jim Nez is who I want. Yeah, from the Atletico, he'd be he'd be my first choice. Bundesliga, mm. Amakano's not for sale. Clearly, just on new contract. Who 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 would you look at from the Bundesliga? I bet I just uh, just I'll, I'll talk about him a lot. Um, Sane from Sane, very yeah. Good. What a defender! Absolute world class in the making. He good. will. It will take time, but he, he can. He can come along. Um, I, I would look at Open Meccano because I think the only reason why they signed the contract just to make his stock a little bit higher. You know, um, and there's um, we're going to be doing a show with them um, with a team of French guys as well. They're going to be giving us a lot of insight as to what's going on in France. So in the next couple of weeks, keep your eyes out on that. I'll be able to do a bit of football uh, um, football manager scouting for you in uh, in in Ligue 1. That'll be uh, that'll be nice. Um, but um, no, I think I think Chelsea. I, th- I think people need to understand what has happened to Chelsea over the last 12 months again because I think people are forgetting now the season's finished it's like oh well Chelsea should have done this Chelsea should have done that it's a brand new manager who was who did okay with with Derby you know Derby had a strong side or I felt that Derby might have come a little bit short is that the manager who's done that or is it the players that have done that who knows before the season started I think if you said to anybody any Chelsea fan that Chelsea will finish in the top four and get to an FA Cup final, they will bite your hands off. Agreed. Agreed. Completely I, agreed. I think there's I think there's work required with Chelsea and it is at the back. Um I think I, I, th- I think it I think it needs an overhaul. I can't really see anyone at Chelsea right now at the back who apart from Tamori because he's young, but he's got another year maybe a year and a half. And if he doesn't perform to the high levels, then got to look at moving him on. Because as Piliqueta, brilliant guy, brilliant leader, getting older. Alonso, player back three, brilliant. Brilliant. Player back four, average at best. You know, Um, and then, you know, Christensen, I wanted him to do well. Because he was young, but he's not that young anymore. He's 24, 25 now. Uh, and then and then Rudiger. I think Rudiger can be good. But I think he's... he's... I'm traumatised by him at the moment. Oh, really? Not not, not, not happy with him at all. Yeah. I say it's about a lot the back four, but Rudiger applies to the most. I Whenever he gets a ball, I'm thinking, don't make a mistake. Yeah, not you shouldn't be worried about things like that. Mm. Um, what, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen to Chelsea next season? Where do you, where, where, do you, where what's the vision? If like, if someone offers you something today, mm-hmm. would you would you would you take it? Sort of thing. So we're gonna I'm gonna go back. Well, let's say the same as this season. Top four finish, not necessarily challenging, but a top four finish and maybe a league cup. If next someone season. offered you that, yeah, someone offered you that for the 2021 season, are you taking that? What about Champions League though? In that, how 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 far would they get in Champions League? Uh, fail at the group stage, drop into the Europa League, and get to the semi final. No. <laughs> so so where 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 are you where are you seeing Chelsea next year? So my goal would be comfortable top four, 
So I preferably third, but if it's one of those where there's four really good teams, like five points clear of fifth place at least mm -hmm. would be my first thing. Quarterfinals of the Champions League. We haven't got there as a minimum. We haven't got there since 2014. So mm -hmm. that's why I I really want us to win around a 16 tie because we are turning into Arsenal on that. And somehow nobody said it, but we we really... Oh no, it's forgotten because you guys won the Champions League final in 2012. So it's you know, and you got to a Champions League final in 2008, you got to the semi-final in 09. So there's there's more richer history of that period, but you're right, yeah, they haven't got beyond a quarter final for six seasons. Six and seasons. Oh, yeah, as a team of Chelsea's Chelsea's stature, the money that they've got, the players that they're able to attract, then, yeah, and I mean, strive for more. Final of the Champions League. I mean, I don't think that's too much to ask, if I'm honest. You know, win the group mm -hmm. and one two-leg tie. I understand that it's a top tournament and if you don't win your group, you're in trouble. And if even if you win your group, you can be in trouble. And nowadays, but yeah, because the seeding's changed. So you mm -hmm. can have... Two, three, four groups of death. So mm. it's difficult now. And, and, and I mean, as I say, that that that's a big one for me personally. I don't know what others would say on that. And then a domestic cup would be great if we could mm. win a league cup. That would be great. I, I love the league cup myself as well. I yeah, actually fair. like it as a tournament. Um, league cup or FA cup would be fine. Um, mm. Just for the sake of, you know, getting that winning feeling back. And that, that that would kind of be my minimum there, just mm -hmm. because I think that Champions League progression means a lot to me. To win a two-leg game against a top European team shows that you're developing. Mm -hmm. I mean, the two games to me this season that have defined how far we need to come, or three, there's three, but there's two that stick out. The 3 nil. Okay, Ajax is one. <laughs> not, not actually talking. The three 0 at home to Bayern, yeah. Because we, okay, we fought for a half, we were still outplayed, and then they just made it look like men against boys. Mm. The um, cup final just now, where they didn't, they were really exposed, and the three 0 to Sheffield United, because yeah. that showed Lampard's deficiencies. That mm. game, that's been the one game I've come out of really disappointed in Lampard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there were times in the season where they were calling for his head. Who? Fans, Chelsea fans out there. Calling for his head halfway through the season. Not many, I hope. That's that's fine. I'll live with that. Um, right. Um, in terms of star of the season, who's been your star of the season? Kovacic, 100%. Brilliant player. Um, one of the other co-hosts of the show, Alex Osborne, absolutely hates Kovacic, doesn't understand what he does. And I'm oh. like, dude, just watch him. Watch him. He makes He's it. <laughs> He's press resistant. He yeah. did it yesterday. He just yeah. ran through an Arsenal press. Yeah. You, there aren't many players that can do that. Mason Mount gets a, gets a good mention. He's mm -hmm. been huge. And another one, well, I go through Pulisic after the restart, particularly good, but also good before. Those are my three yeah. who I'm really impressed with, I would say. And who's uh, who's your star for next season? Ooh, I want Werner to start with a bang. Yeah. That's going to be my hope. 
because I'm I'm still traumatized by Ma uh, by uh, Murata Shevchenko. <laughs> Torres. Torres. Kesman. I forgot about Kesman. <laughs> Kesman was awful. Oh god, he was so good on the continent as well. He was so so Ooh, good. The Cup final. That's Kesman's only 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 glorious. Only moment. to flame. Oh god, Kesman. Poor bugger. Oh. Yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea have had a, a checkered history. Now I, I remember, you know, my, my old dear is a bit of a Chelsea fan. Ooh, so it. yeah, uh, but we're, we're going back to like the days of Dennis Wise and oh, uh, and um, you know um, Kevin Hitchcock and oh, I love it. Uh, <laughs> what other names? What other names can I pull out? Uh, Eddie Newton. Oh, I'll sabotage uh, this slightly just because it's relevant. All things Chelsea, check it out. We had an interview with yours truly, Dennis Wise. Oh, fantastic! In the lead up to the cup final, so that was really big. So uh, make sure, make sure you look at his stuff at All Things Chelsea underscore. Make sure you check it out. Check it out. Um, mm. But it's worth it. There. Yeah, brilliant. No, all right, yeah. So I've, under also, I actually was at the the charity um, shield, um, the Champions League final when you won it in twenty twelve. In Munich, yeah, yeah, yeah. I won tickets via Talksport. I was on the old on the old radio airways answering random obscure questions. But when I won the tickets, it was still semi final. So I was thinking, Ooh. yes, brilliant, El Clasico in Munich, loving it. And then and then Bayern Bayern beat um, Real beat Real Madrid. Madrid, and I was like, okay, Bayern Munich versus <laughs> Bayern Munich versus um, um, Barcelona. Barcelona. It's going to be banging. It's going to be banging. And then you lot did it, and uh, yeah, it, it was it was incredible. It was an incredible moment. I just wanted Arsenal to be the first London team to to win the Champions League, and we had the opportunity in, in two thousand and six, which I'm still hurt by to this day. I remember but, it. Hey, look, I was I was I was still I was happy for Chelsea because I saw I met so many real fans, you know, fans like yourself, you know, that aren't what the press make you out to be and you know i must say that the chelsea fans and the Bayern fans together were an absolute joy they were fantastic they were teaching each other songs of their clubs they had their arm in arm you know Bayern munich i don't know if you remember like back in the day like you would have F fa cup final songs and they would always be out there and whatever well Bayern yeah. munich had one and Bayern munich's show uh, song was called Bayern Munich, Kings of the South, or Bayern München, Stern de Sudan. And they were singing it everywhere. It sounded a bit like Kenny Loggins, Highway to the Danger Zone, music-wise. And it was everywhere. You couldn't go five minutes down the street or listen to a radio station for 10 minutes without hearing that song. It was everywhere. Oh, it was yeah. obvious to every Bayern Munich fan that they were going to win the Champions League. Chelsea had no chance whatsoever. Rookie manager who was a caretaker, you know, terrible season, came sixth in the league. And it's like, right, OK, this is going to be a walkover. And it wasn't. But after the game, the Chelsea fans were obviously ecstatic. And the Bayern fans were just hands in head, uh, head in hand, sorry, and completely torn. But that song came on and the Bayern fans, this was about one, two o'clock in the morning. After losing, the Bayern fans are straight on their feet, picking up the Chelsea fans, celebrating with them. And I was like, this is such a paranormal universe. Yeah. This is, 
Amazing. And from that moment, you know, anytime I see people like kicking off about Chelsea fans and stuff, I'll defend you lot. And I'll say, nah, I've yeah. met them. I've met the real yeah. ones. 17,000 fans were at that ground and there were loads of them around every bar, all around Munich. Great people. And there's always a minority of fans that let the fan base down. It's happened for Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham, all of them. There's always a minority, but I, I always think the majority of fans, the vast majority of clubs are good people. Mm. And at Chelsea, I think, is no different. You know, Chelsea fans get, I'd say, probably more abuse than most. But as you say, I think it, it isn't really deserved. I love German football fans as well. I think they're yeah. brilliant. Amazing. I think they've got you know, they, they're they one of those few that haven't been involved in any major kind of fan disasters or anything, which mm. just so, they, they take it in such good spirit. I mean, 99 mm. as well, losing yeah. that United, losing to Chelsea. They then got their, you know, they then got it the next year at Wembley, uh, beating mm. Dortmund. But I, I've always, I've always loved German fans. And, and the fact that they're able to do that is great because, mm. It's as much of an obsession here as it is there, but we'd never be able to do that ever. No, not at all. No, I, I, I went to see Bayern versus Dortmund, Ooh. and I was I was at the um, Segunda Park in in Dortmund, mm. and I was sat there opposite the Gelb Wand, and there's Bayern fans just nearby, and there's Dortmund fans nearby. We've all got a fag and a, and a beer on the go. We're all just chatting and enjoying the game. So you know that that would never happen here. Um, right. Um, I, I digress. I digress. Um, before we go, Tom, how are you going to deal with your newfound fame? I don't know yet. I, I'm I'm looking for um, I'm looking always on the lookout for writers for all things Chelsea. I want to make that site big because I, I don't want to say I'm one of these fan channel people who does everything for clout. I want a quality site, and that's mm. what I'm trying to do. My nerves and my 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 outrage got the better of me yesterday, and I can't <laughs> believe what it resulted in. And more clout I could ever have got from the site. Dude, use it to your advantage. I look for that. I always look to get to games as much as I can, to support the club as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Get on as many pods and radios um, and shows as, mu as much as I can, because I love it. I think yeah. it's in, in times like these, actually, getting on and doing a pod is one of my favourite things I can do, because mm. it, you know, sometimes you real struggle with loneliness, particularly when it's distancing and there's a big struggle. We've been in lockdown for three months. So going on pods really improves my mental health and I hope it helps people listening to kind of feel something, you know, uh, and that's always been a big, a big thing of mine. I was at the Chelsea Echo podcasting for a bit. I, I've been guesting on a load of pods. Mm. So hopefully I, I want to keep doing that. I'm off to do possibly to uni in, in about a month's time as well, but I, I hope to cover the sport I love as much as I can. I'll say that. That's fantastic. That really is. Hey, dude. I didn't even know who Tom Overend was at 11.59, uh, 10.59 this morning, but at 4pm, we're live and we're having a good old chinwag and it's been brilliant. A um, couple of comments before we go. Um, have you stopped crying <laughs> yet, Tom? <laughs> yeah, I think I have, Tom Walker. He's <laughs> all right now. And uh, yeah, Theo is a massive blue. Oh, so yes. He's loving it as well. But um, make sure you tune in tomorrow, tomorrow night. And the timing does need to be confirmed. I think it's going to be five. 
but it will be all over social media anyway because it's the two up top football awards show with Ooh. Gav Mack, Stephen Cotton and Alex Osborne and we're going to be going through everything. You can vote online on our Twitter page at two up top football. Uh, I'll retweet that again shortly. I might even piggyback off Tom's newfound fame and try and get some votes off there as well. There's still time to vote. You've got until about midnight tonight uh, because it's, it's, it's your it's your idea. It's your show, really. Um, even though we're, we're hosting it, but it's your show. So make sure you vote. And, um, you know, we've got some really nice props over there, over there but it's a, I'll be wearing my smoker's jacket. I'll be looking fly as hell. So, yeah, make sure you get involved in that. And there's going to be plenty, plenty more going on with Two Up Top over the pre-season, if you want to call it that. We've still got Europa League football. We've still got Champions League football. We're meeting up with Double Break, um, the, the French guys, and we're going to be learning a lot more about Ligue 1 because there's more to France than PSG, apparently. Really? <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm still sceptical about that, but they have told me well, otherwise. Sorry about that. I was living in Paris for six months and I was, I was in Paris around all the bars when they played Rennes in the cup final. Oh, and yeah. It gets sent off, Rennes win, and Paris is awash with red. It was ah, beautiful. Also, when they got United, for the first time ever, I became a red devil for a night. <laughs> <laughs> I was with a load of internationals who were all supporting PSG, and I thought, I just can't. I just can't. can't. So, like, yeah. Not when it's a team from my own country and, and internationals trying to, you know, say the Prem's not good. And English oh, no, 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 I don't buy that. I, I don't do buy that. that. And, and that's fact, what I mean. When, when French fans are trying to turn around and say that, it's like, mate, come on. And it's like what was so satisfying, I say, being with around, around 20 to 30 internationals from everywhere in the world. When it was a Champions League final was Liverpool Spurs, Europa League, Chelsea, Arsenal. It was the most beautiful sight to say. Oh, it was brilliant. It was the massive finger up to UEFA, weren't it? It was I brilliant. loved that. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, it's a shame that um, you, you did us that night. Um, <laughs> you absolutely hammered us as well. It was embarrassing. Um, great goal from Iwobi, though. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and they've also got lots of Bundesliga football, which we'll be talking about again because we do have a Bundesliga show. And you can follow us on all social media, at Two Up Top Football. Um, we're trying to promote the YouTube stuff, so that's why so it's down there. And I said before, make sure you look at Tom's stuff. His personal Twitter is... T overs 98 and make sure you follow that blog all things Chelsea underscore but for myself and Tom Tom once again thank you very much for joining me as well anytime anytime absolute lad but um, for myself and Tom thank you and goodbye